attending Bible studies weekly here at Cornerstone has just allowed me to grow in my faith and um, just be surrounded by other sisters in Christ. And just being able to share that with women and to share that with uh, people who are non-judgmental and just took me for who I am. It was through worship at Cornerstone that I learned about the love of Christ and it was through worship at Cornerstone that I learned how to love as a Christian. I am seeing real life examples of my small group growing and I know that you can also grow by joining a small group. The reason I serve the way I do and the um, amount I do is because I believe that you will become what you surround yourself by and, and surrounding myself by Cornerstone is, is, has made a difference in my life. We're able to grow as a group, casual, come as you are. Our family serves in different ministries all around the church, all working together as a family with one common goal, to help other people hear the Lord knocking. Hey, good morning. It's good to be back in the room. Yeah, thank you all three of you that are happy. Yeah, thank you. No, it is. It's fun to be back, and I'm, gl I'm glad to be here uh, today. If you uh, were here last week, you know that we're back having a conversation um, that we're calling Three to Be. And for those of you that have been around a while, you go, Lynn, wait, 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 we had this conversation a year ago, and now we're coming back and talking about it. But here, here's what you need to get. We're trying to set a culture. We're trying to set a direction uh, for our church, and our absolute passion is this, that Cornerstone not just be a place where people come and find Jesus, but that Cornerstone be a place where people come to be like Jesus, and that you and I be dead on serious about this idea of growing up in our Christian faith. We just think it'd be a cool day if when you went to talk to somebody in the East Valley and you mentioned the name Cornerstone, that people would respond and say, oh, that's that church where everybody who goes there looks like a little Jesus walking around. And we'd go, no, that's a good day. So that's part of what we're doing. And part of just kind of setting us on this course is this conversation of three to be. And so we've said, look, if you, when you're in, I mean, when it starts to make sense and you say, I'm here and I get it and I'm going, then we said that first step of being in, of being cornerstone, has three elements to it, three to be, that every single person who says, I'm here and count on me, uh, that there's three things that are true of their life. One is that they're willing to worship an hour, that they're willing to grow an hour, that they're willing to serve an hour every single week. Now, here's the deal. That is not a destination. That's a beginning. Because as you grow in Christ and as this thing starts to really take root in your life, you're going to find out that worshiping an hour is not enough for your heart. And you're going to find that growing an hour doesn't get you far enough. And you're going to find that serving an hour isn't enough for you. But it's a beginning place. It's when you say, hey, I'm here, I get, I'm going, and this is where I pick up my mantle and start running uh, forward. Worship an hour, grow an hour, serve an hour. Last week was worship. This week we're coming back to the idea of growing. Now, here's the thing. We've talked about this before, and so I'm just going to take for granted that everyone in this room would say, look, I, I understand, Lynn. I, I know I ought to grow, so I'm not going to spend today trying to convince you that you ought to be growing in your Christian life. Hopefully, all of us have already bought into that. All of us believe that. But what we're going to talk about today is this idea that says, I'm not truly growing, I'm not really moving forward in my Christian life until I begin to apply God's Word to my life. That application makes all the difference 
in the world. This, the question of spiritual growth is not how much Bible I know, it's how much Bible do I live in my life. Application makes all the difference in the world. Let, let me see if I can help with that. Let, let's say you're talking to a friend and your friend says to you, look, I have figured this dieting thing out. Matter of fact, for, for the last 12 months, I have just immersed myself in diet knowledge. And you go, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. 12 months? Yeah, 12 months. You go, haven't you gained like 65 pounds in the last 12 months? And they go, yeah, 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 but I've been studying. See, I've been reading every Weight Watchers book out there. I can tell you every Weight Watchers principle. Matter of fact, tomorrow I've got an interview. I'm going to become a Weight Watchers counselor. And you go, oh, 65 pounds, dude. And here will be the next words out of your mouth application makes all the difference in the world. See, this isn't about what you know about dieting. It's what you apply about dieting that changes. Ladies, you're sitting in your living room, and, and you happen to notice a little furry rodent going running across the living room floor. Over the next day or two, you happen to realize uh, we got something. You, you see little dashes out of the corner of your eye. You open up underneath the bottom of the sink, and there's little, little gifts left by the rodents for you. And so you say to your husband, look, uh, we, we need to get on top of this before it gets too bad. And so sure enough, he heads over to, to Home Depot. He does the mail thing. He buys like super duper rodent trap exterminator plus. And, 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 and all the sticky strips and all the, all the, tr the poisons. I mean, just stocks. I mean, just comes home with huge bags full of rodent terminex. A couple days later, uh, you're laying on the couch, and you feel something a little strange. And uh, you uh, don't think anything, but then all of a sudden, and, and you get up, and you pull the cushion back. There is a nest of mice. They are rubbing against you in the couch, and you begin to realize, not only do we have rodents, they are breeding. And, and we're, we're on the verge of an infestation in our home. And so you go to your husband, and you go, hey, what, what? Where are the traps? Where, where, where's all the sticky strips? Where's the poison? I mean, I'm, I'm finding mice in my couch. And he goes, oh, I haven't gotten around to putting them out yet. The next words out of your mouth are, are you ready? Application means everything. And you're going to go apply right now. That same principle holds true to the Word of God. See, here's, here, here's what happens. Very, very, very often within Christian culture, we, we've gotten into this mindset that says, if I go to church and hear a good sermon, I grew. See, if, if I go and if I sing the song, and if in the midst of singing the song, I meant it, I grew. See, if I go, if I go and, and I feel convicted, and I walk out of church going, mm, I'm a crud. Then I grew. And here's what you got to get. Nothing, 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 nothing could be further from the truth. Because when it comes to growing, when it comes to the Word of God, application, allowing this to seep in and change me, not just knowing it, not just feeling bad about it, not just letting it apply to me, is everything. Matter of fact, grab your Bibles because we're going to have this discussion uh, today. And hopefully it changes us. So here we go. It's the book of James. 
Uh, if you're not really, really familiar, uh, the book of James is almost at the back of your Bible. James chapter 1, and again, I mean, just you might as well go to the back and work to the left just a little bit, small book, about five chapters. James chapter 1, and James is talking about this very idea of how critical it is when it comes to the Word of God that application is everything. It's not how much I know about Jesus, it's how much Jesus I know. Here we go. James chapter 1, starting in verse 22, here's what uh, James says. We're just going to kind of pick this passage apart. Here we go. James 1, verse 22, do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. See, here's the deal. We get known in church and we go, man, 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 that, that, was, a, that was a great sermon. And you go, well, why was it great? Because I feel like crud. And James says, no, 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 look, look, look. If you think the Word of God and going to church is just all about feeling bad or... Because here's it. Feeling bad doesn't change anything. And it's only a great sermon. It's only, it's only when it changes you, when, when you begin to take what you've said in the conversation and you apply it to your life, because at the end of the day, application is everything. You know, the truth is, church is filled with, with two types of Christians who, who are really, 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 really busy listening but not applying to their lives. What? One of the types of Christians uh, I call, I've got enough Jesus Christian. See, th these, these Christians are the type that go, look, I, I'm going I, to let Jesus in, and, I, and I'm going I'm to grow up in Jesus, and I'm going to, but, but there, I, I can only handle so much at once. I, I can only let so much Jesus, because if I let Jesus just come into my life, I mean, if I just, he would change me. And, and I've got to monitor this. And, and so, and so I, 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 there's just so much Jesus that I, I, I can handle right now. Because here, look, 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 here's the deal. If you knew who I was just a few months ago, if you, if you knew where I started, I mean, this would, this would be impressive for you. And, but, but man, there, there's, just, there's just some stuff. How, how do you know if you're a I've got enough Jesus Christian? It's actually pretty simple. You've got areas of your life that you know you're living in disobedience. See, you, there's, there's information, there's conversations you've had, there's, there's exposure, and, and you just said, look, look, I'm going to pass on that one. that one. That one's too uncomfortable. That one would be too restrictive in my life. I, but there's other passages that you're going, oh, okay, I, I, I could let Jesus seep in there a little bit. I, I could let Jesus maybe change that part of me. But truth be told, there are all sorts of issues that you're holding Jesus at arm length and saying, I don't want to apply you there yet. So you'd say, look, 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 I, I get it. I get, that, I get that I probably shouldn't be gossiping. But, but you're telling me that my boyfriend and I have got to wait till marriage? I, I, I just, I'm just not ready for that conversation yet. I could lose him over that conversation. See, see you, you say, look, look, I, I get it. I, I get that I got an anger issue, and I, I mean, I'm working on that. I'm trying to let Jesus fix my anger issue. I really, really am. 
I, I'm just not willing to deal with my porn. I've got enough Jesus. Christians. And here, here's what I figure out. Application. Obedience to what it makes all the difference. Because here, here's, here's the answer at the end of the day. If this Christian was really applying what they already know they should be doing, they'd be much bigger already. They'd be much stronger already. They'd be a lot further in their walk with Jesus already. But they've got enough Jesus for now. And here's the deception. Here's the deception that's going on in their heart. Here's what they're saying. I'm doing all right so apparently I'm a strong enough Christian where I am for where I need to be right now. Because look, here's the deal. My marriage is okay. My job's doing all right. And, and so apparently this is all the Jesus I really have to have right now because my life is okay. So apparently strong enough, strong enough right now is strong enough. Most of us live in Arizona. Imagine if I went out and planted a tree like this in the beginning of June. What does everyone in this room know is going to start happening somewhere toward the end of July, beginning of August? Haboob, right? Hey, when did it become haboob? When did it stop being a sandstorm? Okay, and, and, and monsoon season's going to come. And so who cares that on the day that I planted this tree, this tree was strong enough on that day? See, this is the deception. I'm okay right now. My family's all right. My business is everything's doing. Who cares that you're strong enough today? Because what, here's what I can promise you. Haboob is coming. There's, there's going to be a moment that's not going to feel it. The storm is coming. And this is what that tree looks like. On that day, <laughs> where, 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 you know where this ends up, right? I wish I could tell you how many Christians have come into the church and just said, look, 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 I don't want that much Jesus. I, I know, I know, I know I've got areas of my life I'm just living in absolute disobedience. I just, I, look, I'm, I'm okay. And I don't want that much Jesus on me. And apparently because my life is all right in this moment, and right, apparently strong enough for today is strong enough. And I'm just going to tell you that if you're a Christian here today who is picking and choosing which parts of the Bible you're going to apply and which parts of the Bible are too hard for you, and you'll break. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And chances are you'll walk away. And you'll say, that Christian thing didn't work, and, 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 and the Bible's just not strong enough. You and I just didn't apply enough. There, there's a second type of Christian. I, I, I call them the looking good Christian. Chances are the, the, these, these Christians have been around the church for a long time. Because here's the deal. They, they've figured out how to look like they're mature even when they're not. Chances are they can quote a ton of Bible to you. And I mean, every time you go to them, you go, hey, uh, what do you want to order for lunch? Uh, I don't know. Jesus broke the bread and the fishes. And I... 
What? What? Hey, I was thinking about getting a haircut. Could we pray about that? What? And, and they just have figured out how to look really, really spiritual at all of the appropriate spiritual times. But, but truth be known, it's a veneer. Truth be known, that's how they are at church, and that's how they are when they're at Bible study, and that's how they are around their Christian friends. It's not how they are when they're hanging out with their unsaved friends. People at work aren't seeing, let's pray about that. Because truth be told, there's just a little Jesus on the top. There's no application to who they are. You get this as, this is just a, a veneered board. It's, it's got, it's got you know, a, a little almost paper-thin skin that looks like wood. It's a film, and then underneath it's just press board. I, I, for years I had this office, and you'd walk in, and it looked like cherry wood. People would come in and go, dude, we're paying you too much. <laughs> Crazy part was, if you just even brushed up against my desk, it'd just peel 